Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Will Peterson, and this week I am bringing you part two of my conversation with Philip Karsha. Uh, in this talk, we talk about his third upcoming attempt at the single-season hike of the White Mountains National Forest Guidebook. Um, he's actually out there now, so he, uh, by the time this podcast comes out, he will have started yesterday. The summer is officially here, and Philip is out there crushing the miles. I am so excited to see how this hike pans out for him. Uh, I think it's going to be something special to watch. So go follow him on social media at Finding Philip. And um, if you haven't listened to part one of our conversation, uh, please go do so. It is continuous with this one, so we just jump in right where that one left off. Uh, also, if you like the uh, if you like the podcast, please leave us a five star review and uh, share it with your friends. I joke. I've recorded this intro like 500 times. I hate doing intros, but here we are. And uh, if, you, <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast, share it with people, give a five-star review. I don't know. Do what you want. Uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with Philip Karsha. Enjoy. into this sort of like killer instinct that you have to have and like sort of a cutthroat attitude and I think I don't know the the I I feel that to an extent because I'm my my sort of outward persona when it comes to all of this stuff is like we're frolicking around in the hills and this is all ridiculous yeah. and like don't take it too seriously yeah and that is very true to an extent. Yes. None of this matters. Right. They're just mountains and we're having fun and whatever. But if you want to do something big, you have to you have to find a chip to put on your shoulder and you have to be like absolutely dialed in, locked in, like I'm going to do this and show that I'm the only person on earth that could do this. Like you you have to go to a place that's like a little bit uncomfortable because it's like, oh, what what am I what am I thinking right now? But like if you want to do big stuff, that's where, whether, whether you believe it or not, that's where you have to go. And like, I think, I think you're absolutely right. And like, I don't, I don't believe that anyone who's doing these huge projects out here are actually like totally just, I don't want to say benign because like we're all, I feel like most people out here are nice people, but we like, like Bill Tidd, for an example, he's a perfect example. He's the nicest guy I've, I've ever met in my entire life. But I know deep down, when he's out there doing something big, he's got he's like come on, he's an absolute dude. cold-blooded come killer. Come on, bro! <laughs> All these fools, <laughs> All these fools, bro! You think Drummond isn't out there in his mind? Just an absolute, just finely tuned blade when he's going after a superlative or a mark that he genuinely wants. I think you have to be. Dude, you have to be. <laughs> I don't care what your sort of you know, use the word persona. Like, you know, we're all very happy to be here. We're all very enthralled by the mountains. Mm -hmm. We're all like, you know, in love with this community. Love the people that we see out there. Um... But I've just never really denied that competitive component. Yeah. I've never really seen a point 
in... You know, it's very interesting, man. Like, the hiking and the mountaineering world, culture, mm-hmm. lifestyle. We are doing all of these like, very physical things, but we're expected to not really say too much about any of it, right? Like, sure. we're supposed to be very happy to be here. We're supposed to log our data on Strava, give a little description on the trail conditions, and then, like, move on, move on to the next thing. And I've just, like... I don't know, man. Maybe it's because I grew up in Worcester, you know, mm-hmm. or, or maybe it's 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 because like I was kind of, you know, hassled and like, you know, bullied through, like throughout my youth. And um, I just don't really think there's any like profound honor in not acknowledging one's own accomplishments, mm-hmm. uh, one's own um, standards or, or, or superlatives. I think that can be done in like a very tasteful albeit motivating sure kind of way and so yeah man i don't have a problem like talking about oh this is the most complicated complex unrealized endurance project you yeah. know i don't have a problem saying like this dude is a pioneer for this particular project or i feel like i'm working within the realms of pioneership on on right. on this particular project i think you have to own it to a certain degree a certain degree um, internally um, it's just that most people don't let that bubble to the surface. Sure. But like, I don't know, man. I think it's cool. Like, yeah. Like, I want to just say this because um, I've thought about it a lot. I'm a hiker, man, like through and through. But I think more and more, like when you look at just the way that I share my experiences, the way that I document my experiences, the way that I talk, like when I'm on project. I absolutely relate just as much, if not more, to like this performance artist element, right? Where you're going out for multiple months and you're performing. Mm -hmm. And not only are you performing, but you're allowing and and encouraging other people to watch and participate. And dude, that requires you to be open and honest and vulnerable. And like when I was a teenager, late teens, early 20s, like studying film, and like meeting a lot of avant-garde filmmakers, ex- experimental filmmakers, spending time in New York, like, dude, I like their perception was like, when you take your camera and look into your own lens, like that is one of the most honest, raw, vulnerable things you can do as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go into the hiking, backpacking, mountaineering, white mountains, and beyond world, and we're not supposed to say shit about right. what we do. Mm-hmm. Me looking into my camera sitting on the Kangamanga sign at Kangamanga's Pass, like, right. looking into the, you know, with some, like, moody-ass music, like, f- you know, feeling all types of ways. Like, th- I think, I get the feeling that that's a little weird for people, like, mm-hmm. weird for hikers, like, to see that kind of content and to see that vulnerability. But for me, as, like, a filmmaker and a photographer and also a hiker, it is such a huge component of, like, what this is all about. Um, dude, you, you have to use all of those things to kind of circle back to your original point. You have to use all of those things. The bravado, the artistry, the performance art, the chip on your shoulder, mm-hmm. the people who doubt you, the people who believe in you, and everything in between to get you to the other side, man. You know what I mean? Like, all of it becomes important. All of those things are important tools in the process. And I think that's that's another beautiful thing about the outdoors. It's just, like you can take all of those things and use that to create that competitive edge if you want that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to, 
you don't and you can have an incredibly meaningful experience like you can spend 50 years in the whites and never have a competitive endeavor that you take on or try to do and have a wonderful time wonderful like legacy be a member of the community either way is fine it just bothers me when like you know what it bothers it it does bother me that like the the competitive side of it sometimes is like there you know there's always the inevitable comment of like slow down like which is like you know I'm not telling you to speed up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, dude, one, one of one of my favorite mantras is, "We're all out here for the exact same reason, and that is our own reason." Right. Like, exactly. Dude, it's like you can't. You have to appreciate all components of the, the foot-based travel thing, man. Whether yep. that, like, whether it's your thing or not, yep. you know. And it sounds whiny. I know. I know. I'm out here complaining about someone being mean to me on Facebook, and like it doesn't no, matter. No, you know. No, <laughs> it no, dude. Come on, man. Nothing. Like, in the end, let me circle back to what I said earlier, which is we're all frolicking around in the mountains, and like, if someone, you know, if someone disagrees with what I'm doing on a Facebook post, like, I don't care very much. Well, and that's the very interesting. I'll, you know, end with this. Like, you know, that's the inter- That's always been the very interesting thing about these comments that are like slow down mm-hmm. like slow down will like you're going too fast will like did you take any pictures will or like to did me, you, you know to me right. like you did you see anything it's like did you see the views it's like, like dog I, i've been out for like 12 to 15 hours a day every fucking day for the entire summer without a day's off like did you think i didn't see anything right and like furthermore <laughs> like do you honestly think i saw less than you right like working the nine to five you know and i and i understand like you know that that's that you know that's a little uh a little a little rough around the edges but i mean it's true man like everybody is out there for their for the for their own reason and, mm-hmm. and um dude i love i was just um i was just up on mount madison and mount adams on sunday morning nine miles i was out there for like almost nine hours dude ten yeah. hours like shooting for virgin and hanging with my homie but like dude we caught sunrise mm-hmm. it was a vibe it was extremely recreational in nature there was no goal our, our plans changed a hundred times while we were up there we got a ton of good shots we weren't looking at any time and i fucking love that i also know that like i love the idea of going out you know at 5 13 a.m on tuesday morning the 21st of june and starting up my first trail and like knowing like dude you have 93 days to walk 2000 miles yep. and this is your third fucking attempt and if you don't do this dot 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 you yeah. know i love that as well yeah. and it's the duality you know um it's the duality of that that i think is sort of that elastic pull that keeps yeah, me yeah for sure yeah no diartissima to start it this time oh dog you know what um I haven't told anybody this, but fuck it, we'll just get it out there. Ooh. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna clean it up with a diartissima. Oh yeah. Yeah, cause like your boy is loosely trying to grid the diartissima. Okay. So in 2018, August, um, this is the first round of the single year grid. Yep. Um, August like 23rd or 24th to the 30th, or the 31st. I forget like how many days. It, um, I got to clean August diartissima. Mm-hmm. Following year to to finish the single year grid. Um, July. J- July 1st to the 7th. Yep. I got a July clean diuretissima. 
last year with the Diartissima yo-yo, one the the southbound traverse was all June. Yep. So I got a June tire Diartissima clean. Um, so that's you know three very easy, but three clean months on the Diartissima um, complete. And so for this September, baby. <laughs> September, and it's twofold, right? So like, obviously, just get the September diartissima and get yeah. four clean months. That's a, you know a third of the project, even mm -hmm. though it's in most of the easy months. But also, man, like think about what the diartissima is, right? Like for all intents and purposes, it is like a quote straight line with no spurs, yeah. very few spurs. So, I mean, do the first week that I went out last year doing the, the yo-yo is like 200 miles right off the bat yeah. you know um, so my my idea is or the goal is finish the entire guidebook save the White Mountains Diartissima by the last day of August ish mm -hmm. take those first 10 days of September to do the Diartissima now this is a perfect world. If I'm starting the diuretism on September first, I don't really have any concerns about not right, hitting right, the mark. Yeah. But let's say that I fell behind for some reason mm -hmm. and I didn't hit the trail until the tenth. Right. There's no way that I'm gonna I'm gonna do thirty or thirty five miles a day, splitting up all these little side trails, the spaghetti network of of stuff the last week or two but you bet your ass if I needed to do 30 or 40 miles a day as a Hail Mary Jesus fucking <laughs> uh, I can't believe this ha you know I'm this far behind like I need to there is no better route yep to do that on and yes it's tough yeah you go through the prezies yeah you go through this but like dude don't tell me well I don't need to tell you I'm telling myself if it's really a situation where I'm looking at the last 10 days, 12 mm -hmm. days of the season, and all I have is a White Mountain Diartissima, I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. That's, that, it, it can be done. It can be made, you know, made up for. And so that was just like another thing last year, you know, the yo-yo right off the bat. Right. Dude, doing 250 miles. I like, know. At, like, I would not give that up for the world. Like, I love the fact that I got the yo-yo. I love, like, that, that was one of the <laughs> wildest, like... I love that route, dude. Like, I love the Diartissima and the yo-yo route. Like, just, dude, I, I hope that everybody hikes a yo-yo. Like, I, <laughs> I hope you hike a yo-yo in your life, man. Like, it's after med school or, like, yeah. you know, later on, in life, whatever. But it's it's super cool to make that turn around and see it all the way through. Yeah. Um, But in terms of practicality for the, the task at hand, mm -hmm. sheer foolishness, right? Come on. A little um, bit. Like, dude unnecessary but like these are the risks you take man yeah like you put yourself yourself out there in front of the entire community sometimes you beat your chest and it all works out sometimes you beat your chest and you fall short um but i think the important thing is to just develop a certain type of consistency that consistency turns into momentum mm -hmm. um which is kind of where i feel i'm at i feel like i'm far beyond the point of consistency and like well into this like flow of momentum where it's like even if I wanted to pull out at this point of the single season trace or what I want to do like in the future I probably like couldn't do easily yeah <laughs> which again is not a place that I like recommend anybody live um sure but um it's cool and it's exciting and it's meaningful um but um 
yeah, man. Like you, you just kind of have to um, listen to your heart, live directly from your heart, recognize what's important, set your intentions, make sure they're very clear, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, just kind of like truck, you know, keep trucking forward in, in whatever way you can, and um, just trust, I guess, like that the vision that you have for your life is one that in 20 years like when you're looking back on everything like you're, you're gonna be cool with I guess that's kind of what this whole thing comes down to is like yeah it's like superlatives and we're playing for keeps mm -hmm. and competition and bravado and community and beating your chest and attention and all that but like yeah dude this you know this might be a very sort of somber way to like kind of tone down the conversation but what this all is about is like if I you know ever suffered the same fate of my father who ended up dying of lung cancer you know I watched him um watched him die really for the better part of three months like if I'm ever in a position in my life sooner or later where I'm forced to really take a good hard look at how I spend my time mm -hmm. and not have you know the option or the availability to change anything or to shift my fate that you know I just kind of feel comfortable with how many mornings like I woke up before sunrise you know what I mean like how many people I tried to show like could you know rewire their brains in whatever way they wanted to and um, yeah just be at peace with like how we spent our time man and like for yeah. me it's like the White Mountain National Forest for you it might be the, the same thing um, you know perhaps you know other components of your life as well but it's just all about how we're spending our time here man and yeah. making sure we're doing it the right way yeah I like that yeah so yeah, as we go into the, the later part of the conversation here, I'm interested to know just, like, where your head's at right now. What have you been feeling? What have you been thinking about the last, let's say, the last week? You're a week away from this project. What have you been thinking about the last week? Where are you at? What are your emotions? Mm. You nervous? You ready? You, like, what's going on in your head? Yo, honestly, I've had a massive psychological shift within the last week or two. Okay. I know that's going to sound crazy. Where was it? Like, where did it first come into play? Like, where what, where were you before the shift? Um, you know what, man? Like, as far as these projects are concerned, I've always falsely identified as a realist. Okay. What I've, what I've come to terms with now is that I was not a realist at all. I was a pessimist. I thought that I was having a realistic view of just, like... The, the, the potential discrepancies of the project but I, but I realized now that I was very much fixated on those things I was very much mm. fixated on the negative um, and a lot of that is like very internal but I've also chosen to absorb a lot of like negative external like dialogue and, and things of this nature and, and you know that, that can influence your thoughts and emotions as well um, but dude I just had this fucking breakthrough man and um, there wasn't really an impetus for it. Um, I don't quite think it like came on all at once. It was very much just like a gradual understanding. And that was just like this understanding and acknowledgement that like I'm actually a pessimist. Mm -hmm. um, and that I haven't been doing myself much justice at all or, or much of a favor at all by... Um, remaining in this kind of psychological state and the reali the realization or the, the, the reason why I, I kind of realized realized this or came to terms with this is because I realized that I wasn't I wasn't acknowledging like the potential good 
you know, mm. like I was acknowledging only the unwanted. I wasn't acknowledging the wanted. I wasn't acknowledging like the scenarios that exist out there where literally everything that you want sure. turns out better than you could have ever, ever possibly imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I don't know, man. Like it sounds very corny. It sounds very cliche. This has been a, gra- a gradual thing. Like I said, it started building with like this idea of like, you know, where, when the breakthrough takes place, like when you start feeding the people that support you versus the, the people that criticize you and kind of carried on through like, you know, the winter and, um, and, and the spring and it, and it kind of plateaued or peaked or crescendoed with this like fucking thought, man. That's just like, Oh my God, you have you, like, you have never, even during the grid, man, you know what I mean? Like you've just always considered the worst case scenario and it was the anxiety that was induced by that that led you away from it and i think like anxiety and stress and fear those are all motivating factors those are your friends sure right yeah yeah but there is a line right where they become your enemy right and you have too much presence and you are too influenced Mm -hmm. by their presence in your life and i fucking crossed that threshold so long ago man sure reading too much online wanting to know what everybody thought of me wanting to like you know you trick yourself into thinking you got an ear on the trail an ear on the street you know what but in reality it changes you Mm -hmm. shifts you away from your primary focus it shifts you away from your life practice yeah you start to have to wrestle with yourself or wrestle with the part of yourself that believes what they're saying Mm -hmm. and like dude that has that takes you so far away from height it's just like so ridiculous so I'm really trying to focus on this scenario, man, where everything works out way fucking better than I could have ever imagined. You know what I mean? And like, it's hard and it's not in my nature, but I do see it. Mm -hmm. And I, I do believe that this is again, not a matter of physicality. This is not a matter of like, can I do, do this, this, this hiking every day. It is a matter of having the level of diligence, having the level of self-respect having the level of accountability to be where you need to be without distraction, get everything done at a reasonable hour, yeah. go to sleep, get up and, and, and do it again the next day and really like say goodbye to your friends and your family and your niece and ice cream and like cool nights by the river and all of these things that like you want, you know, you have to be willing what you, you have to be willing to give up like what you want in that moment mm-hmm. for what you want more than anything. Yep. And so these are the realizations that I'm thinking about, like, over the last couple weeks. These are the things that I'm coming to terms with. Because, like, dude, I'm good. Legs and lungs are straight, bro. Like, let's go. There you go. like, the head is really, like, what it comes down to, man, with all this stuff. Because to your point, like we were talking about earlier, if your brain for a second, man, like, if you lose control over your brain for a second Mm -hmm. and can't regain it, it's done (laughs) yeah you are fucked dude and i've been there so many times yeah and i'm trying to do better at you know vulnerability and 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 candor and like openness and show the people that follow me like how tough it is for me because i know i have the tendency to like put on this front of like yo we're just out here on like some wolf shit (laughs) sure sure, sure. but like dude like it's tough and it's scary and like you don't always come out with the result that you think you're going to. And yeah. um, these are the things that I'm embracing. The vulnerability, the candor, the showing people the tough stuff, mm-hmm. the acknowledgement that both this could be the worst fucking thing I <laughs> ever, you know what I mean? Like day two, broken femur, whole summer, done. I'm 38. 
Like, sure. you did, like a, you know, the years just seem a little bit more precious now. Yeah. Or like, dog, I could, I could sail through it in 80 days mm-hmm. and hurt all these boys' feelings out here. <laughs> and, you know, really be the person that I know in my heart that I know I am. Mm-hmm. In reality, I think it will kind of be a mixture of the two. You yeah. know, I think I will get it. I don't think it will be as clean or as easy as I'm kind of very nobly and, sure. you know, like kind of projecting now. But, um, dude, my four years being in the White Mountains full time, like these last four years, I have felt every emotion imaginable within the human experience. I mean that wholeheartedly. And I don't expect people to like understand that. Mm-hmm. I don't even really want to talk about it, you know, because it's deeply personal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I embrace all of it, man. I I mean this when I say whatever the fuck I am meant to go through out there this summer, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love it. Yeah. All right. I have a few rapid fire questions to, okay. to uh close this up Let's sort of it. questions that i feel like the people might want to know okay all right uh what is the toughest area of the white mountains to navigate northern presidentials probably northern presidentials um, and that's not because that that's not because the trails are not well marked they're mm-hmm. certainly like more rugged and, and like lesser marked trails out there but, dude, the only trail intersection that has five different trails coming into one place, I forget the name, it's like the Penta something, um, exists there. in the Northern Presidential. Yeah. Look at it. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> only place that five different trails intersect in one spot. That's hilarious. And that should tell you um, how tough it is. Because, like, dude, even if you're, like, out in Evans Notch, you know, the Haystack Notch Trail. Yep. Very thin. It got a little bit better with the marking last year, but 2020, it was... It was rough. Yeah. Um, you know, those are like, quote, more difficult to navigate. But, dude, yep. look at the Northern Presidential Trail Network, specifically the trails that go up Mount Madison, Mount Adams, and Mount Washington, uh, Mount Jefferson. Yep. And hands down, man, you're stopping every two t- half, half a mile, mile, whatever, and checking where you are, checking where you need to go, and making sure that, like, you're actually making the right direction when yep. you get there. So. That's tough. Yeah, man. What do you do with uh, trails like the High Water Trail, for example, that just don't exist in parts? You got to just kind of keep... Yeah, I mean, just you get to that place where it's totally bank. washed out, and you have to pick the path of least resistance. Yeah. And that's, again, like this component where it's like, you know, the hypercritical individuals who are out there who really just want to see my data mm-hmm. to prove... Not that I finished the trace, but that I didn't finish the trace and are fixated on that kind of perspective. Right. Dude, take that take the high water trail for example. There's parts that don't exist. Yeah. It exists on Gaia. Right. It exists on Strava. <laughs> but like if you're I'm walking that, your boy is up to his up to his chin in water. Right. Right? So the hiker, the gentleman who's actually in the field making moves, knows right. I did what I could. Yeah. And like there is no trail to get. Yep. The cat at home thinking about me at one o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning on my strava page zoomed in 100x right to see that there's like a centimeter differential between where the trail is and like where i hiked mm-hmm. you know they're gonna say that like i didn't complete the trace but sure. until you're out there in the field man you have no idea and the high water trail is a great example but trust me the network is full of that shit yeah i'd crazy. imagine yeah, yeah. 
Um, this is a question for me personally okay. because I love the wilderness areas yeah. and I've always wanted to spend more time in them. But as you know, like I've spent a lot of my time in the woods on the 4Ks and you don't get to go into the wilderness areas a whole lot. Yeah. What is the, what's your favorite wilderness area? And one, what's your favorite wilderness area? Two, which wilderness area is the wildest? Both answers are the same. Okay. I would say the Wild River Wilderness. Wild River. Okay. Uh, which it's got wild. Yeah, wild makes sense. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the the caribou speckled uh, wilderness, which kind of sits adjacent. Yeah. Uh, to the Wild River Wilderness on the other side of 113. This is the Evans Notch area. This is extreme eastern White Mountains. Yep. This is a place that most 4K hikers or like quote ca- you know casual White Mountain hikers like will not venture to. But, yep. Um, and I actually feel a little guilty even like going into it in oh, detail Evans but notches. like yeah, yeah but Evans not yeah and people are it's gonna whether we like it or not yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna it's gonna turn up but um caribou speckled uh wilderness is amazing but the wild river wilderness man really has everything that you want okay. um very few people mm-hmm. big river crossings fo- river fords that that don't have bridges or um rocks to hop across yep um primitive campsites um very understated peaks so um you know peaks like the bald faces like eagle crag like mount meter yep um just just incredible and it is kind of this beautifully untouched area that separates both like yeah the the bald face kind of eagle crag mount meter ridge and the mount mariah yep carter's um, Wildcat Ridge, um, and if you look on a map and just look at that area in between, it's fucking untouched, bro. Yeah, like it's two rims that that sort of hover over this massive wilderness area, and um, dude, it's wild out there, man. Okay, and uh, it's quiet as fuck. Yeah, and dude, when you're in the belly of that thing, especially like in the middle of the night, you know, if you're taking the Black Angel Trail off of Carter Dome, and you're sinking into the abyss of the wild river wilderness you fucking feel it man Mm -hmm. you feel that weight and you feel that emptiness yeah and um even in like the pemi or something like that like it's it's a big boy you know the pemigawasa wilderness but dog like even in like the depths of its bowels like you'll probably run into a couple other hikers out there you know what i mean like it's just well it's got a 4k in the middle of it so for sure (laughs) and it's got you know it's sort of like uh the parameter is like you know built, you know built of four Ks. Um, yeah. But for anybody out there who's looking for a genuine wilderness experience in the White Mountain National Forest, I would highly recommend the Wild River Wilderness. I think you should go and drive. Um, uh, God, what is it? Is it um, the Wild River Campground? And I forget what road that is. Maybe it's one thirteen. Um, no, it's off of one thirteen. So it's the dirt road that parallels the High Water Trail and leads oh. you to. The wild, it could be like Wild River Road or something like that. I think that. so, yeah. Um, but dude, it's like five miles of like dirt road. Yep. It gets you out to the Wild River Campground. There's nothing out there except for a couple, you know, compost toilets and mm-hmm. uh, some campsites. But dude, take three days, go out there, spend a night, get your shit together, and then go out, and you will have an amazing time, dude. It's incredible. It will rewire your brain in terms of like where you want to be spending your time in the White Mountains because these four Ks, like think about it, forty-eight finite points yep. on a map. The trace, the guidebook, the trails, whatever is 
everything yes. in between that is a much larger entity mm-hmm. and uh, we get fixated on the 4Ks but really like the belly of the beast is in the miles in between that's why I love the diartissima so much yeah yeah, yeah definitely uh, last one okay any uh, any any hidden gems that you're willing to put on podcast oh my god <laughs> I had to put me in this position <laughs> um, yeah yeah of course I want to drop like a fucking dope one though that like people wouldn't even necessarily be vibing on. Can't say the right trail. We've 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 beaten that the to death right too much. trail is is right up there. It is right up there. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. W R I G H T for anybody who's listening. The right trail up Gusai mm-hmm. um, is a beautiful, beautiful trail. Um, out kind of tucked into a very very hidden hidden quiet corner of the whites. Um, and gets you up to the Mahusik Range, which is uh, just a, an iconic part of the White Mountains. Um, okay, let me let me break down a, a, just a couple a couple suggestions. So at the southern end of the Mahusik Range, where we you know, we just kind of talked about the Mahusiks, yep. there is a very complicated network of probably like a day or two's worth of trails. Yep. Would definitely recommend anybody listening go out there and explore Mount Ingalls um, and Mount Cabot. So we're not talking about Mount Cabot, the 4K. We're talking about another Mount Cabot. Uh, so uh, Mount Ingalls, Mount Cabot, the trail network surrounding that area. Very beautiful, soft trails. The blueberries are second to none <laughs> in June and July. So if that's your wave or like even August, like if that's your wave, go up there with a blueberry rake because you're going to get a gold mine. And again, like the, the trail network up there is, is, is lovely. Dr- Dream Lake is kind of out there. Uh, Gentian Pond, which is on the AT, is kind of out there. It's beautiful. Um, it's a really dope, dope, dope area. Super quiet, even in the, even in the peak of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't necessarily a hidden gem. It's more of a mainstream peak in Evans Notch, but I think a lot of your listeners may not have heard of this, so I want to throw it out there. Yep. Speckled Mountain is fire. Speckled Mountain is fire, and what I would recommend is hit up Blueberry Mountain on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Rattlesnake Pool, which is like super popular, but again, like a lot of people may not have heard about it if they're not familiar yeah. with Evans Notch. Yep. Beautiful, turquoise, bluish, um, naturally fed pool surrounded by very interesting rock, kind of tucked down in this little miniature gully off of the main trail that leads up blueberry mountain very popular in the summer one of the most bomb swimming holes on the planet (laughs) um really really nice worth a visit expect to see people if you're there even mid mid morning um so i would say rattlesnake pool blueberry mountain leading up to uh speckled mountain which is absolutely fire um one other oh you know what i'm gonna drop this 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 is kind of mainstream but Mm. um and we were actually there last year um i'm gonna drop it because if you look at a map or if you've been up washington and you really look down into the great gulf you'll notice it but i don't think a lot of people actually realize what it is and realize that it's a one of the most dramatic alpine lakes not only in the whites but in new england and that is Spalding Lake yeah. uh, in the Great Gulf Wilderness. And if you look at the trail network in the Great Gulf um, on the Mount, on the Pinkham Notch side of the White Mountain National Forest, so that side of Lake Mount Washington, you will notice a high alpine lake called Spalding Lake. It is right at the base of these incredible headwalls that Will and I were climbing up that we, we spoke about earlier in the podcast. And um, there isn't camping directly at the lake, but there is a ton of camping in the Great Gulf Wilderness. 
folks, this is pristine, iconic White Mountains territory. You can spend the next day going up these headwalls, climb Mount Washington, come back down, set up a little base camp. That's what I'm going to do this year yeah. is just go in, set Leave up a your base camp. Yeah, because we I was going in and out of there a few yeah. times, and it's just you're repeating the same mileage so mm -hmm. much. It's ridiculous. And the headwalls are so steep that you just, even if you're fit as hell, you, can't, you just, you, you it's can't just hard to make time, right? Yeah. So um, set, up a, set up a base camp out there. Um, spend a couple days, pick a good weather window so you're not contesting with any wet slabs or anything like that. And um, go check out Spalding Lake. Go climb those those little ravines, those steep, steep boy trails on the side of Mount Washington. <laughs> because if you haven't been there yet, it, again, it will rewire your brain just in terms of like what is out there in the White Mountains. Yes. You know, it's fucking fire. Even if you've been up Lion's Head or Tuckerman's, like this is a different experience. It's a different experience. Like it's equally as dramatic, you yes. know, like you'll get the same satisfaction. It's a different experience. You feel much farther removed. Yeah. You'll, than... The thing is, you'll probably be alone. <laughs> you'll be alone and you'll be like, yo, if I... You know, like the, the, the consequences to my, my missteps out here are yeah. a little bit more extreme than they would be if you're on, you know, Tuckerman's or Huntington even, where it's like, you know, you're out there, but you're within proximity to help. Right. Yep. Cool. Those are great. Uh, as we wrap up here, you have a Venmo and a GoFundMe that you're I do. using to uh, raise money for this project. I do. Go ahead and plug in, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you. Um, so I'm an unsponsored athlete. Um, uh, fortunately, this year I've, I've worked a few partnerships into my project where I'm creating content for, for brands and able to kind of uh, fund the project in part that way. But, you know, the White Mountains community is just so dope, dude. And, like, these people genuinely, like, want to be a part. Like, some, some, for some reason, want to be a part of, like, <laughs> what I got going on. And some I'm, reason. Yeah, You're I'm, not doing anything cool. Well, I'd be, like, it's still, like, strange, you know? It's yeah, like, I get you. <laughs> um, you know, that people will, like, want to drop $100 to, like, see me do it. It's like, that's dope, you yeah. know? Um, but it all, also is a little strange. Um, either way, it's deeply appreciated. That being said... Yes, there are avenues to support this project if one would like to. Um, if you're following me on social media, finding Philip on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok these days. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, on the TikTok grind for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's links in the, in the account bios. There's recent posts that have the GoFundMe. Um, if you're looking to, you know, just do a more direct donation, I'm on Venmo, Philip, Dre, uh, Philip J. Karsha at Gmail. Um, you can find me uh, under that, that email address on, on Venmo and PayPal. Um, yeah, the, the love and the support, you know, both financially and emotionally is unexpected, but super appreciated. Um, launched the Venmo, like, or launched the, the PayPal this morning. And like, before we started, it was, you know, over $700, like just, wow, it's ridiculous, man. Like, the community is on point and yeah. they support me and it's ridiculous. I feel very humbled. Um, but you know, even more incentive to bring this thing home, man. Cause there's a lot of people I think who are invested. So Philip J. Karshaw on Venmo, um, finding Philip on basically all major social media applications. The GoFundMe page is set up and operational and easy to access through those outlets. And, um, yeah, man, just like, Appreciate the time, dude. Absolutely. Appreciate like the conversation. I know? love it. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you want the people to know before for the next three months? Oh wow, there's no rules anymore out here, man. <laughs> like I, I genuinely hope like people see what I'm doing and understand that. Yeah. I am a kid from Worcester, 
who is, for all intents and purposes, in the later stages of in, of his endurance career, sure, resume, what have you. I don't have any outward sponsorships from outdoor companies, organizations, like anything like that. I don't have any God-given athletic ability. My genetics are about as mediocre as they come when, you know, regarding endurance sports. And somehow, man, like I've been able to identify not only like a life practice and like a specific niche that has spoken to me deeply. So that is like the life practice of hiking and like the niche of hiking specifically in the White Mountains. But um, I don't know, man, like in my own very humble opinion, I've been able to come up and kind of like show people what's possible, rewrite the game a little bit Mm -hmm. and hopefully just like leave some selfless component behind you know because this is all very much philip karsha the wolf of the whites finding philip beating my chest most complex fastest like but i genuinely hope that people are looking on and being like wow dude like there's no rules anymore look at this fool like coming out here and just not giving a shit Mm-hmm. about how little money he has about the stuff that people are saying about him about the um you know the perceptions and the misconceptions about what you're doing and why you're doing and what the motivating factors are and he still just like in his heart knows what he's doing why he's on the path that he's on and is able to sort of like hopefully you know realize these big life goals like and again, like, there's no rules, dude. There's yeah. nothing that separates me from you. You from this new young boy on the on the Facebook pages. Like, the, this other person who's been in this game, like, longer than me and who's, like, one of the fast boys. There's nothing that separates us. If, if, if you are able to sort of step into yourself recognize where your strengths are recognize like what your path is and execute to the to the best of your ability like there are no rules there are no parameters if you have those things in place and it's not always fucking easy and you're gonna face you're gonna face a lot of resistance and if you're anything like me you're gonna face a crippling amount of self fucking doubt Mm -hmm. to the point where you almost don't even want to do what you're doing anymore but in the wake of that you hold on to what's important you stay focused yep. and even my you know even me like when I think like yo these people aren't feeling me yo like this project is way out of my hands it's way out of my capacity like I remember like oh but there's no rules anymore yeah. like numbers don't mean shit you can do whatever the fuck you want if it's important and so yeah man a little corny you know, maybe a little bit like uh, motivational speaker <laughs> uh, for the end of this thing. But like, yeah, I hope I hope I hope people understand that, man. Yeah. I hope people understand like, yo, you could literally just drain your bank account and go after a single season trace as well. Yeah. Next week if you want. Yeah. Like there, it really is as simple as that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. That's kind of cool, man. I love it. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh We'll call it here. Cool. That was great. I feel like we could go for oh, forever. For, oh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have we did, we've done like we've talked about one of your like fifteen thousand projects. But dude, great to have you on. Can't wait to do this again in three months and a couple weeks and see yeah. uh, see what you produce. Are here. you doing bubbles by any chance? 
I was going to save that for our post-podcast, okay. but we can talk it for a few minutes here right, if you right. want. Um, yeah, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you, I are was you... about to ask you, I saw you signed up. Yeah. I also signed up. Yeah. Why'd you sign up? That's, that was my question for you. What, what, cause is this your first, well, actually I saw on, uh, what was it? Ultra sign up or whatever that you did a 50 K or something at some point. I did. I did the Wapak 21 miler, 21 miler. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And got like a very sort of like mediocre. So what, I know you went to Bubba's and I know you love the atmosphere. Oh, what, dude. what possessed you to sign up for? Yo, honestly, like, I so I at, right toward the end of my project I went Bub- Bubba's is a backyard ultra where folks run about three and a half miles in a big loop um, once an hour every hour until there's one person left standing yep. and uh, this is put on by Andrew Drummond this is put on by Run the Whites um, shout out to the legend and I believe last year was its third year third year yep it's grown exponentially each year Totally. I, it's maxed out for the first time. Right. I've, I cruised down last year after I realized that I wouldn't hit the single season superlative and just, you know, had you running, had my boy Declan running, had like just a lot of people in the White Mountains endur- endurance community that I look up to, you know, running. And I just wanted to like go down there and see what the vibe was and disconnect from like my current project for 24 hours. And what I saw was, dude, just the antithesis of what I had experienced that summer, which was just community and uh well wishes Mm -hmm. and enthusiasm and depth and um i was fucking inspired dude and i went out for a lap to try to catch my boy declan end up running into andrew drummond um and running behind him for like the full lap and we're just like casually shooting the shit you know um and it just kind of hit me you know like Dude, there's something real special happening here. And I'm not a racer. I'm not either. I don't like the organized racing thing personally. I'm just not... It's not that I don't like it. I'm not drawn to it. Yes, same here. Um, but I agree. But there's something different about Bubba's. This, is, this, was, a different, this was a different energy. Um, this was a different atmosphere. What Andrew and Hillary and Run the Whites have curated is quite special. Just from an outsider looking in. I yeah. haven't run it yet. Um, so I think it's natural like just as someone who loves the whites to and loves endurance in the white mountains and who is like, like dude, I've followed Andrew, you know, like, yeah. like I remember being like in, in, in New York state, like locked in a basement for the month of July, working at a media arts workshop while Andrew was like doing his diuretissima and mm-hmm. releasing trailers, like film trailers for his diuretissima. Yeah. And like seeing this shit and being like, yo, like that's my fucking wave. Like I understand <laughs> what he's trying to do. Like the visual, the creative, plus the pioneership with with the with the with the project. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, I fucking love it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just like kind of amazing to get down there, see what he's built, see what the, what the community is kind of building at, like at you know as they're participating. And I don't know, man. I think that shit plays right into every conceivable strength that I have. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, like going out and doing Wachusett 30 or 31 times on the same eight tenths of a mile trail over a 24 hour period. This is shit I do for fun, dog. Yeah. Um, you know, hiking the same 48 mountains every single month for 13 consecutive months. This Mm -hmm. is shit that I do for fun hiking you know like 650 like this different trails in a single summer this this cyclical 
repetition driven endurance pursuit just speaks to me, bro. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a book called The Endurance about the, the failed Shackleton expedition. Okay. Um, the last two summers. One of my favorite books, and you should absolutely listen to it if I'd you're love to. a dog. It's going to change you. All right. I'm telling you. And, um, you know, they were talking about, like, this other ship that was frozen in the pack ice in a similar circumstance. And um, in order to, like, weaned off, like, the madness that was setting in from being, like, stuck on a ship through the winter months in the Antarctic, Mm -hmm. like, these folks would circle around the, um, the rim of the ship, like, as in a ritualistic kind of way and they called it the um oh god it's it's called um the madhouse promenade is what they referred to this (laughs) and i just love that shit dude yeah like i picture bubba's and i picture myself being out on a ship like in the middle of the antarctic doing circles in the middle of the night and i'm like (laughs) dude that's my shit like yeah. i want to be out there um so the cyclical nature the don't stop until you drop mm-hmm. the depth of the field yep the fact that i literally in a best case scenario will have gone through the entire white mountains guide and still have almost four weeks to taper after that do i know that th- so when i was thinking about this that's what's that's what as a competitor this is the first time we'll go head to head in anything which i think is awesome yeah um that scared me. I was like, he's going to come off this uh, this project yeah. and be like, perfect taper time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to be in mad shape. In, 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 a, in a perfect world, right? Yeah. I mean, there are, there are certain discrepancies when I'm like, oh, okay, well, like, I'll be doing so much vertical. Maybe the sheer repetition of, like, only 250 feet or whatever sure. it is on that, over that very chill rolling, like, maybe that will play into tendons that, like, just don't like that kind of crazy repetition. So it happened to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, like, dude, when I finished the, the King of Mangus Highway yo-yo, like, I was definitely feeling a lot of that pain yeah. in tendons that don't necessarily get used and also we're just in this cycle, this the cyclical kind of repetition for 21 hours. So yep. I don't think I'm infallible by any sure. means, but I think if I get off the trace healthy, if I'm able to taper correctly, meaning find this balance of staying active, but being able to recover from that kind of an effort. Yep. And also just like, you know, man, t- tap into all of those very, very dark, psychological places that I love to access when I'm in these kinds of things. Like I feel like I could go very far mm-hmm. um, with the acknowledgement that like everyone's human. Yeah. I'm completely infallible. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Um, the longest distance I've ever run is about 70, 72 miles, sure. you know? Um, but dude, I just think it's going to be fire, man. I mean, like, it's gonna be so like fire. dude, it's going to be so fucking fun and like just everybody vibing and like there was such a support like in the in the hiking community, man, there's this weird thing where you feel this like there's a little bit of tension when it comes to competition, right? Yeah. You go into Bubba's and it's like, dude, the competition is just 
understood. Yeah. And it's not taken personally. And it's not, it's just like, yo, we're all out here trying to get the best out of, out of ourselves. And I, that's very prevalent in the hiking world. Yeah. But it's nothing is taken personally. There's, you know, it's, it's just like everybody is literally trying to go until they drop. And I don't know, man, when I saw Andrew out there, when I saw you out there, when I saw this dude JP out there, right. like, I was like, I want to be there with them, suffering, sorting, doubting. Yeah. Because that was something I didn't fucking get on the trace. That was something yeah. I didn't get on the grid. Everybody that joined me was fresh. Yeah. Everybody was like, yo, let's let's go, let's go, let's go. But it's like, I really, I would like to be out there with these guys looking deep, deep, deep within myself. Yeah. Acknowledging the shortcomings yeah and experiencing that with other people all on this like wildly understated course you yeah know? well um, and when like when we talked about the competition like it's competition but it's like you know when when declan was on the fringe with his injury like i'm giving him my trekking pole so he can get yes, through one more lap yes, when i'm yes. on the fringe with my injuries brian burke is trying to get me to do just one more lap yeah, you know yeah it's like it is a competition, but everyone wants to see how far everyone else can go, which and, is super cool. And that, and like, dude, that's so appealing for me too, man. Cause I genuinely like, I pictured myself there with you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was like, damn dude, like Will's coming in. Like his parents are rolling up. And all this <laughs> stuff. Like, it's so sick. And like Declan, you know, it was just out there with like no plan. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, we're trying to cater to him. And then you have like, you know, fools like Ed who are just so dialed and know it. And like, he comes in and you're just like, all right, that's the goat right there. Um, yep. And Andrew, who's just like the curator, but also the, you know, just a stud, like all around stud. It's just, dude, it was, it was a side of the community that I haven't seen. And one that I really, really, really am excited to humbly join yeah. for, for as long as we're all out there. Dude, I just want to go out for a weekend of running. Hell yeah. You, you heard people say, I want to do 50. I want to do a hundred. I don't fucking, I don't, Yeah. I want to go out. I want to be out there to like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I don't care how far that is. I don't know how far, I don't know <laughs> how far that is. I don't like, I just want to go out for a long ass weekend of running, see my boys elevate themselves to their, their highest potential and, and hope that they've got some, you know, output to help do that for, for me as well. So one thing I've been talking to Brian Burke runs a, a running group in, uh, in Middlesex Fells right outside of Boston. So I've been able to run with him a little bit and we've like chatted about Bubba's and like what's coming up this year. The depth of field is insane. First of all, second of all, it's been really interesting for him to, and then like once he pointed out to me, I saw it too, like to watch, this sort of melding of the runners like him ed uh jp drummond and what he calls the hikers you me declan like uh larson like all these people who are it's the meeting of two different kind of cultures yeah yeah, yeah most definitely and i think it's i think it's gonna be really cool to yeah. see i think i got fifth and i i was I was the first person to drop after a hundred miles and I got fifth. I think to get, I know that to get top 10, you're going to have to get a hundred this year. I wouldn't be surprised if it was top 15 to get like, I think there are going to be 10 or 15 people that go for a hundred this year easily. It's, Dude, I honestly am not really expecting to do anything under two. Under like, two? Well, where yeah, did they end last year? Uh, I think they were somewhere in the, 
155, 160 range. So, like, why wouldn't it go to two this year? I mean, based on the trajectory of how it's gone, they've added, they've essentially added 40 miles every year so far. And I know that will drop off the deeper and deeper we get into the miles. But there's but... a time. This is shorter than most. Uh, right. Bubba's is shorter than right. most courses, so it's like they were at 155 whatever, but they were at like 46 hours, which is right. really pretty deep for right. a for right. a bit. Like I think right. Ed's, I want to say Ed's record um for a backyard ultra is still like 48 or something like that so i don't know like 200 miles would be well above six uh not well above it would be about 60 hours that's really deep for a backyard ultra so we'll see for me (laughs) i like to i like to anticipate the worst case scenario man like i bought this i bought this uh uh i i i bought this entry into uh, Bubba's with an emergency Venmo credit card that ended up like skyrocketing through like interest and I was like hella lean on, lean on funds so I couldn't you know so like I've probably paid like $350 to get into this fucking ultra so you're in it <laughs> and I was like you know what I'm not even gonna stress over this cause it's just like a, ni- a nice psychological mechanism yeah it is to help motivate you know oneself uh, further down the line but I, love it, I-, I don't know dude yeah I mean this is the progression of things right like now Bubba's is on the map yep now not only do you have studs like um, Drummond and JP and Ed and you know all these all these like top top tier guys but you know you got this cat coming in who just did like the long trail um, FKT I think. Oh right? really? Yeah, I think I he's in there. Um, I for, I forget his name. Um, I'm excited for you to meet my brother Ben's coming in and he oh, just sick. he just did the AT and he's he's a monster too. Sweet dude, yeah. it's like that's the thing though. Unpopular opinion maybe, but it's just fucking facts, dog. You look at like nationwide and also in like ultra marathons like this, the gap between the long distance hikers. And those studly fast boys, dude, are is narrowing and narrowing and narrowing. And when you introduce a format like this, this is the format for through hikers for sure. You better be if, pre- if we're gonna take advantage of it. You and know? dude, through hikers, there's some moody fucks out there, bro. Yeah, there's some moody curmudgeon through hikers mm-hmm. who know what it's like to walk from Georgia to Maine, yeah. from Mexico to Canada. From the boot heel of New Mexico to the to the Canadian border, and do nothing but look at that mirror yeah. into themselves for not three days, dude. yeah, not three weeks, not three fucking months, right? Dude. Sometimes six months, right? So that's worth noting, man, because there's a psychological component there that I just don't quite feel like a lot of people get to fully appreciate when you are so ultra marathon based out on the trail for your seven eight mile trail run or even like you know your 20 mile trail run but it's very like parameter driven yeah on the trail off the trail back to normal life or go out and do coca dona 250 and you're out for fucking 60 hours back to real life but dude likers bro are like you know yeah i mean it's it levels the playing field it's different and you know physically athletically it's different yeah for sure um but i think the, the psychology and the the sort of the base development right where you're like adding to this base mileage not through like this hyper intense workout but through low intensity high volume kind of accumulation 
and then you introduce it into something not like you know Western States Ultra, but something like Backyard, you know Bubba's Backyard, and Dog yeah. again, ain't no rules anymore, dude. We'll see. This is I I agree with you in principle. Still top four, we're all runners this year. So us through hikers have something to prove. <laughs> but how do you qualify a runner? Well, I I could be wrong, but I don't think I get I don't think if. If I'm talking like a through hiker being like someone who's done a long okay. a long trail, okay. I don't think Drummond, Ed, Brian, right. or JP have done right. through hikes. Okay, so we're looking at more like obviously driven. Drummond's done really long stuff. Yeah, I'm not totally. discounting any yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, but, but I guess I wouldn't necessarily call him a hiker. Right, I would um, I would consider him more in the running slash backcountry skiing model. Yeah. Whereas, like, if us through hikers are going to be like, yeah, this is our thing, like, it's we got to show up. It's a great point. Yeah. And I mean, like, Declan's in too, right? So, right. like, we fucking need to show the fuck <laughs> up, dude. And, like, not even on, like, but just, like. I'm looking we, forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Dude, it's going to be so sick. I'm, like, so hyped. Like, I, like, I had intentions of, like, asking Andrew if I could do 24 hours on the course before the trace started, but just, like, getting money together and working so much didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but even without the warm up, man, like I want to like be there as soon as they let people like come in and set up their cars. Like oh, I want to be right yeah, where yeah. fucking Ed was. Yep. Like not because I'm like well, so invested. Technically, Ed gets that spot, but he's not. He's not in it, right? He is. He is. Yep. So they there were a hundred people, and then Ed was on the wait list, and then they made Ed. it a hundred and one. Ed. Ed. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I was slightly salty Yo, about Ed, that, Ed, but it makes sense. Ed, totally. can you, could you give us a year out here, bro? Yeah. <laughs> could you just give us one year where you don't show up and like goat everybody to death? Dude, like, Ed, Ed just broke. I don't know if you follow his uh, his wife on Instagram. No. But he just uh, most backyard ultras are like 4.1 or 4.3 miles or something like that. He just broke 200 miles, which is like 48 hours in some. Uh, some, I think it was in Ohio or something. Damn, so Ed's, dude, Ed's going for two. So yeah, like, I would imagine. So, like, here's the thing, bro. If you're stepping up to the plate, and I'm not, like, putting myself in this category. Like, yeah. I don't really, we'll see what happens when I get closer. Oh, if you're going to run with Ed, you have to be prepared to go two, I think. Don't even think about anything less. Yeah. If you are, you're setting yourself up for, like, just call Andrew. Like, get Andrew to give you a refund. <laughs> like he'll I'm sure he'll do it man he's a, he seems like a good dude well, but just because like if you're if your goal is to win and that's not again that's not what I'm saying here. yeah I want to go and fucking die right but I don't know if like dying is going to equal like winning or being the last person standing but like yeah. if you do have that desire and you're like oh yeah this will be like a 150 mile rate. it's like don't eat let's like not even it's not realistic man like yeah like Ed's gonna go. F- Ed's done two. Ed's gonna go. Ed's, go- Ed's gonna do two, or someone or someone will push Ed to two, or Ed will push somebody to two. Yeah. And it's gonna be a war of attrition. And honestly, like, I hope personally that it doesn't come down to like who has the more, who has better training, who has more physical capacity athleticism experience i hope it comes down tendons i just think i hope it comes down to like who has suffered more emotionally in their life and (laughs) who who has been through like the darkest most bleak moments and are able to you know draw on those experiences and not get pulled deeper into them but help you know elevate them out of like really physical difficult you know situations so like i know my dad will be with me quite a bit on Mm -hmm. that on that particular um on that particular race and i I hope that everybody else 
is forced to tap into that same energy, man. Yeah. Because the physical is dope, man. But when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, seeing a lot of stuff you don't like, a lot of stuff that intimidates and scares you, and yet you are still able to move forward. Yeah. I think that's where like the real the real growth comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, I've dragged you well over when you said you oh need to get on the computer. Oh my god, it's seven o'clock, dog. Yep. Jesus. So let's uh let's call it here. All right. This has been hey longest podcast I've done by a mile. What are, what are we at? It. We're at two hours and five minutes. Dude, this might be a two parter. This might be <laughs> this might be a two part. Like the first episode alone might be two parts. You dude. know what? I might actually do that because if I'm not going to talk about my plan for this weekend right now because it'll take us too long, but. I might not have time to record another podcast between now and then, so uh-huh. uh, I might make this a two-parter and release it one this week, one next week. That's a good idea, Philip. I think you should. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Can't wait to talk to you again in a couple months. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank Absolutely. you so much. And good luck on the, uh, on the guide. And to you, my friend. Thanks. Thanks.